everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always, I am joined by the ever quotable Jay. I pity the fool who don't listen to our podcast. I pity them too, Jay. And a bunch of hellhounds are apparently there with Kenneth. Kenneth, did you actually <laughs> go to Silent Hill today? Unfortunately, no. Ah, okay, fair enough. Um, well, Jay, how you been? Uh, I've been okay. I heard Just you got okay. a. I heard you got a good box in. I did get a good box in, but you said we were going to talk about that later, and not to talk about it during this intro. I was talking about the box I sent you, jerk. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, the box you sent me was awesome. <laughs> I sent. Uh, I sent both Jay and Kenneth a box of half of stuff that uh, Mosley had sent um, us, and then for each one, I kind of threw in a little bit of extra stuff. Plus a present from me, I got them bootleg copies of Return of the Living Dead Part 2 on Blu-ray with original audio, which is very yeah, important. Yeah, and it actually has the option to play the DVD audio, too, if you prefer. Which, and the commentary from the DVD, so that's just plain awesome. Yeah. So, Kenneth, how have you been? Did you enjoy your box? I did. I had an absolutely amazing mail day that day because not only did I get my box from you, but I got my Kill the Cast t-shirt. And I also got my American, uh, my Georgia Gun Owners T-shirt. So all that in, it was a great mail day that day. And yeah. I got some cool shit in mine. Kenneth loved all the mails that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, we have shirts. If you uh, guys didn't see on our Facebook, you can get our Kill the Cast logo on a T-shirt. Um, and anytime that that website goes on sale, I will. Let y'all know because every once in a while they do put the shirts down from like 20 to like 16 to 14. So when they do that, I will always let you guys know. So if you're waiting for a good sale to pick up one of our shirts, they will be there. But uh, these shirts are guaranteed to get you laid, make you last longer in bed, and has no scientific evidence to back this up. Uh, It's also not approved by the FDA. So Yeah, we are rebels here. We're not like you other podcasts that are that are all government approved. Not us. We're rebels. Kenneth owns a gun. I own many. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my Kill the Cast t-shirt right now. And uh, it's like Viagra, man. It's just unfortunately I don't have anybody to share it with. So I've masturbated like 12 times today. <laughs> okay. Gross. So. Uh, I figured I needed to share that with our audience. Yeah. Um, let's. Uh, so we have a a couple of other big announcements. First of all, this show is not the Last House on the Left show with Mr. Watson from Horror Corridor. He apologizes greatly, but he accidentally uh, double booked a Sunday, and technically he booked um, Exploding Heads before us, so they got him Sunday, and next Sunday we will go and record... With him, so the next show after this one will be Last House on Left with Watson. Um, under the condition that episode eight of Horror Corridor is done, and we can finally get the lightning to uh, fix them, like Jay said. Yeah, yes, I stole your joke, Jay. Deal with it. You you did, but you didn't even tell the whole thing in entirety, so nobody knows what the fuck you're talking uh, about. What's the whole joke again? That we're Frankenstein and he's our monster, and all you did was mention lightning. Oh, yeah. Well, no, no. It's because you said you wouldn't say the joke on the show, so I just wanted to get you to say the joke. Uh, well, it's too late now. Well, no, but you just said the joke. I just I just tricked you into nope. it. Nope. 
I feel Kenneth. What is the? What do you say? Did I trick him into saying the joke or not? I don't know what the fuck either one of y'all talking about. <laughs> Fair enough. So anyway, Watson sends his deepest apologies, and he will be with us next time. Um, another big news. Jay, you put out a wonderful YouTube video this week. I did. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so I decided to give Horror Pack a try. For anybody who doesn't know, Horror Pack is like Loot Crate, except that instead of random stuff, you get four Blu-rays and or DVDs, depending on which uh, one you sign up for. Uh, and for those who are thinking of signing up for it, the DVDs that you get are different from the Blu-rays you get. So if you sign up for both, you end up getting eight movies uh, each month. Uh, but yeah, so I signed up for it for April. It showed up, and so I decided to open it on camera and show everybody what came in it. Came in it. Uh, pretty good stuff. You can check that out over on our YouTube. And then I also signed us up to be affiliates. So if you see the video and you think, damn, that's kind of cool, and you want to sign up for it, you can use our link to do so. We get a little money. You get a little money off. Win-win. Yeah, and that link is horrorpack.com slash go slash kill the cast. Of course, we'll have the link in the description also so you can check it out there. And uh, I signed up for mine tonight. So, because Jay got Pumpkinhead 2. and Scream Factory Pumpkinhead 2. Yeah, that's like that's still a $15 Blu-ray, which is, which is cheaper than a lot of the other... Uh, you know, Blu-rays by shout, but still, that's still $15 Blu-ray. Yeah. So that... it was 25 bucks. I had used the code to get $3 off. Um, I got the Pumpkinhead 2, like you said. I got a movie called Poker Night, which I watched last night, and that was actually pretty good. Uh, I got a Blu-ray copy of Wolf Cop, and then each month there's a Horror Pack exclusive, and this one was a signed movie. Um, that I have not had a chance to watch yet or have even ever heard of. But it was signed by the actress, and it was only available in the horror pack, so that's kind of cool. And who doesn't want signed Blu-rays? I don't know. There's probably some weirdo out there. But it doesn't matter. So if you're if that sounds like something you're interested in, check it out. Um, I think for May, I'm doing the horror pack uh, video. So I guess Jay and I will just kind of switch off every month um, for as long as we continue to get them. Or maybe we'll do joint ones and then we can make everyone vote who did it better between me and Jay. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be fun. We'll we'll have a fight to the death. One of us can get the DVDs. The other one can get the Blu-rays. I ain't getting DVDs, ho. But there's usually stuff that's not on Blu-ray. I don't care. Actually, I bought two DVDs today, so I need to quit talking shit on DVDs. (laughs) What Komodo from nineteen like ninety nine is never gonna get released on Blu-ray. Let's be honest. And Shout Factory just announced it yesterday. <laughs> Fuck. I'm that, just kidding. Okay. Uh, the last <laughs> bit of news is actually uh probably the biggest uh news we have. We have joined the Horophilia Network of Podcast. Horophilia is a network done by Jason Lloyd of My Bloody Podcast and Bloody Bits, and uh. We are now with them. We are on Team Horophilia, where you can see some of the best podcasts possible. You've got The Skeleton Crew, Exploding Heads. Um, We've had Alex from The Skeleton Crew on here. You've got Horror Corridor. You've got Liken It Podcast. If you like werewolves, the howling special that Liken did was fantastic. Um, 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. 
so many good podcasts. Like, there's something like Kenneth. You've been watching a lot of Bates Hotel. Did you know there's a podcast on Horophilia dedicated to just horror TV shows called Evil Episodes? Yes, I did. I haven't got around to listening to them because I'm trying to listen to so many. So, but uh, yeah, I did. I knew there was one on there called Evil Episodes. I really need to get into that. So great place for you to check out tons of stuff and you'll see some of them you've actually heard a few of them do intros for us um and you'll see some of us on their shows and them on our shows in the future and of course there is a horophilia uh horror trivia challenge coming up which i was in because i'm on the married with children podcast which is on horophilia so you'll see me on that also um but other than that yeah we're on horophilia horophilia.com so we're, we're glad to be there, and we're glad to uh, go for their top ten. Um, every month, Jason puts out a video that tells you the most top ten downloaded episodes that month. And uh, we're aiming for that top ten spot. We're, we're shooting for it. Yeah. Okay. Now that all that news is done... I'm super excited. We, we have a treat for you. I was... I came up to, to Kenneth and Jay. I physically walked up to them while they were in two different states. And I said, guys, mm, it's true. I have a great idea for an episode. So I want to take a, a decade. And I want us to pick our favorite movie from each year for that decade. And in honor of how amazing Jay is, I said, let's, let's start with the 80s. Because yeah. that, that, is, that is Jay's decade. That's my decade. So, I said we should have done it from the 20s, but Jay wouldn't have. <laughs> That's not true. I just wouldn't be able to participate until you got to the 60s. <laughs> so, uh, the stage play of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I wanted to start in the 1910s and talk about Frankenstein. No, there's like five people who have seen like that. That one minute, time that, that the guy on the bus stop read Edgar Allan Poe was clearly the best of that decade. Obviously, we need to go back and start reviewing Shakespearean plays. I was there. I can do it. Yeah. I, I heard Jay once bit his thumb at someone in the middle of a play. <laughs> it's very true. It was dangerous. The, nice. the, the dogs of war were let slip that day. <laughs> e2 j e2 okay so that's what we're gonna do today we we're starting from the 1980s but we're gonna work backwards we're actually gonna start at 1989 and go down because early 80s was better than the later 80s in my opinion and i think do y'all feel the same uh i think it's all good but whatevs i think i think there are gems from uh, both sides, but I, I, you can definitely see where you're starting. Like, especially in like '88 and '89, you can definitely start seeing where you're starting to get into that black hole of the early '90s. Yeah, and speaking of gems, let's get into 1989, and uh, let's go with Kenneth. Do you want to kick this off? 1989. What is your favorite horror movie of that year? I had to go with uh, Warlock. War, ooh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, Warlock was good. Yeah, it was, man. I mean, it was just fun. You know that that was the main reason. I mean, it's a staple of my childhood. You know, I watched it all the time when I was a kid, and uh, I thought the story was awesome. I thought the effects were great. Uh, Julian Sands was awesome. 
um, as the warlock in that. And I can't remember the actor's name who played uh, Redfern, but he was he was awesome, too. I loved them both, man. Um, it was just a good, fun ride, man. I watched it. It's one of those movies that, to this day, I can just put it on the TV and just watch it and watch it and watch it. I can watch someone play the Super Nintendo game for, like, five minutes. Does that count? It's not a good game, but it <laughs> is a good a movie. Yeah. But that is a good movie. Okay, Jay, 1989, what you got? Uh, Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay, okay. What's uh, Why Pet Cemetery? Uh, because it's a good movie. Oh. Duh. Okay. I, no, I, I chose Pet Cemetery also. <laughs> Oh, I'm, did you? I'm with Interesting. you. Like, I feel it, I almost wanted to choose a guilty pleasure and go with Jason Takes Manhattan. Cause it, See, that wasn't my favorite. I, I like I love we've been over this. I love Friday the 13th, but uh, that was not my it's not one of my favorite ones. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm with you. And I was like, I, I prefer Pet Cemetery so much more. Um, Pet Cemetery is more original than uh, yeah. the eighth Friday the 13th. <laughs> And Pet Cemetery is one of those movies that if you watch it with a critical eye, there are so many plot holes and none of it really makes sense. There's like really, like really, really bad, big plot holes. And wait, wait, in Friday the 13th or Pet Cemetery? In Pet Cemetery, There are literally plot holes that are, that are bigger what? than. What are than the plot holes? Church. They're, they're bigger than church. What is how, how does Gage get hit by a uh, 18 wheeler? And when he comes back, he just got a little blood on his head. That's it. He ain't he ain't lost a limb. He's not crushed. Because it squished. lifted him off of his feet. He still should have. His body was intact. Yes. The so whole front physics. of that kid that's not a, that's fucked not, up. Yeah. That's that's bad physics. That's not a plot hole. <laughs> that is a plot hole. That body no, should not be coming phys- back from the grave. Bad physics. They never showed him splattered all over the ground, so it's not a plot hole. I feel it is a plot hole because logic you dictates. You feel all you want. It's not real. I logic will... doesn't exist in movies. It's a movie about a cat that comes back to life. Look, I and will it's fucking, fucking vicious. I will Listen, fill you, know you up until you agree with is? me. Here's the biggest plot hole: the family letting their kids run around when they know damn well their house is next to a busy ass highway. How about that? That's the plot hole. Well, that's just dumb parenting. That's America, <laughs> right? See, exactly. Dumb parenting, bad logic. That's all this is. Bad anyway. Physics. I disagree with Jay. Me and Jay disagree on this one. Um, Ken- Kenneth, where are you at? Do you, do you see the the gauge getting hit by a semi truck as a huge plot hole or not? Now that I think about it, I mean, as it, for technically for being a plot hole, no. I just think it's a fuck up in continuity. Yes, there you go. See, I think it's stupid. a plot hole because it 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 technically ruins the plot because the because ba- Gage shouldn't have came back. He's fucking. But it's not something that they showed. To be part of the plot and then contradicted themselves later. Eh. Like it's not like it's not like watching somebody drop their last clip in an action movie and then all of a sudden have an extra clip. That's a plot hole. This is well, just all right. I got an idea. Wait, we'll action just remake movies? Pet Cemetery and we'll bring back an arm and that can be Gage. There we go. Do you think the Pet Cemetery can like uh, re uh, what's the word I'm looking for regenerate the bodies or can it just bring them back to life? It can because it brings the cat back because the cat gets run over and it was flat and then it breathes in and now it has air. Oh, okay. Maybe so, we've got something there. Maybe I. Maybe it's not a huge plot hole uh, as as big as I thought. We'll have to look into that later. Hey, man, that's the power of native magic. But the <laughs> it, but one of the two things I really loved about this movie it has two scenes that are fucking terrifying. Uh, Zelda is terrifying. That is the scariest. 
uh, fucking throwaway scene I have ever seen in my life. Like, it literally, the whole movie could go on without that one scene. Like, that does not affect the movie at all, but it's so fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, and then the other scene, Gage cutting uh, Judd's uh, Achilles tendon. Oh, yeah. That is rough. brutal. That's Yeah, but see, that's wicked in just about anything you see it in. You see somebody getting their Achilles cut. That that's wicked in just about any movie. I I agree, but it's even more wicked that it was done by this little fucking evil child that I would have punted. I gotta give credit <laughs> to the kid though. Yes, the the the, the actor that that did all that. Well, I mean, wasn't it twins? It, I'm pretty sure it was twins. And mm-hmm. a lot of in a lot of those movies, they they hire twins because I don't of think so. Legal... That same kid's on Full House at one point. Yeah, and that same kid was also in. Hey, are you talking uh, about the kid? New nightmare. Hold up, are you talking about like the 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 boy twins from that Jesse has? No. Oh, okay. He was one of uh, Michelle's friends. Oh, okay. And he was he, like I said, he was also in New Nightmare. Oh, okay. yeah, he was. Give Fair me a second. Enough. I'm going to check it out here really quick. Yeah, right, well, why are his you doing that? His name's like Mika, or his name's like Mika or Mako. Oh. Yeah, Miko Hughes. Yeah, just yeah. him by himself. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Then I I retract. I'm just retracting all my stupid statements tonight. All thirteen. Yeah, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Pet Cemetery, Mercury Rising. That was a good movie. Okay, well, so there were some other. Those are our, our picks for 1989. But we had some other good uh, movies. We Robert England directed a movie, Nine Seven Six Evil. We had Chud Two, Bud the Chud, which is one of the greatest names for a movie ever. Um, and we 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 had a lot of sequels. Speaking of that. Exorcist 3, Friday 8, Halloween 5, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Sleepaway Camp 3. Um, we also got a couple of really good... Or we, well, okay. We had one movie that I feel was like super, super original for this year, and that was Parents. I don't know if you've ever seen Parents, but that is... I have not. That is a I haven't either. very, very unique movie. It's out on Blu-ray from Vestron. Uh, but Vestron movies are stupid expensive, so they can be. Um, I got to give credit for uh, honorable mention for Leviathan, man. I've never seen well, that. You should watch it, dude. It's it, it's really good. You should watch it. My honorable mention goes to the guilty pleasure of Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven, Eight Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, not yeah. Seven. Stupid Roman numerals. Puppet Master came out there year too. The first Puppet Master. Mm-hmm. Was that really that late? It was 89? I yes. thought it came out early in 80s. Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Y'all got anything else y'all want to say about 1989? Uh, nope. I was in kindergarten. Alrighty. I was one years old. So, now we're going to... Speaking of one of the greatest years to ever happen to the world. 1988. Jerry was born... Yes, I am the greatest thing to come out of 1988, but we're not talking about me. We are talking about the movies. So, 1998, I feel I get to go first since it's my birth year. 88. You just 88. said 98. Yeah. 88, 98. Did I tell y'all I haven't been sleeping a lot? Have I told y'all? I think it's Zelda's fault. So Yeah, at this, well, at this point, I'm about ready to just, somebody just knock the, knock the hell out of you. Just tell Reese and back in the show. <laughs> No, because she's going to fuck up and hit me in the face. I'm going to be walking around like little Nikki. <laughs> Either way, at least you'll be sleeping. Popeye's chicken is fucking awesome. 
Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, in 1998, uh, on October 14th, 1988, <laughs> I was born. But we also had the premiere of my favorite horror movie from 1988, and that is Pumpkinhead. Aww. This movie so is is me. It's set in the South, and I'm from the South. It is. It, it has a lot of uh, religious connotations to it, um, and it scared the shit of me as a kid because my grandfather was a preacher. I knew about uh, like biblical demons, and the fact that in this old Southern hick town they brought back a demon of revenge. Who just wreaks havoc scared the shit out of me. Uh, Ed Harley is such a good character with him losing his son in an accident and, and the grief making him go to this old witch to get this demon of revenge to punish the teenagers who killed his son on accident. And then he goes on to regret it and then he goes toe to toe with Pumpkinhead. It is glorious and one of the best scenes ever is when Pumpkinhead draws the cross into the chick's forehead right before he kills her. Lance Henriksen is great in everything he's in. Yeah, and directed by Stan Winston. And Stan Winston is Oh, nice. is fucking amazing. Yes. All right. But yeah, I had to say that cuz again, Lance Henriksen awesome and creepy in everything that he's in. Yeah, he's really good. So, uh Jay. Yes. 1988. What is your choice? Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Okay. Good choice. I wouldn't have picked it, but good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just looking at everything else that came out that year, that is the one that I enjoyed the most. I actually feel like 1988 was pretty pretty solid in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I almost I, picked Pumpkinhead, to be honest with you, but oh. I decided I liked uh, Hellraiser 2 a little bit more. Fair enough. I like I like the mythos of Hellraiser too. I mean, I hate the fact that you don't really like it, Jerry, but I like I like the fact of, you know, them going into hell and taking it that route and, you know, you getting to see the Leviathan and the whole nine. I really enjoyed it. Actually, I thought it was pretty good. Fair enough. Speaking of, so Jay, is there any particular like reason behind Hellraiser 2 that you really like it? Like any scenes or anything? Uh, just the whole movie. Like, as far as sequels go, it was pretty good. It was a direct follow-up. It expanded on everything that we saw in the first movie. It wasn't just, like, a repeat of the story. The special effects were just as good. Gotcha. All right. Kenneth, 1988, what is your favorite, uh, thing about me? I meant favorite movie. (laughs) Friday the 13th, 7. I knew that was coming. Yeah. My favorite out of the entire series. Got to uh, get you some Kane Hodder action. Hell yeah, man. I mean, uh, number one, that was the best zombie Jason look out of all of them. It looks amazing. And and even people that dislike this movie overall agree that it it's the best look for Jason that he's ever had. All right, that's number one. Number two, Jason was like a fucking superhero, man. When he come bursting through that window after that chick and just looked pissed off as fuck, that was <laughs> awesome. I mean that was great. That was that was one of my favorite scenes. Is when he comes to that window. I thought it was great. And then uh, when the, when the mask splits in half, man, and you see up underneath, and he's breathing all hard, and his fucking and and you can see inside of his jaw, and he's gritting his teeth. That was great. I I definitely agree. It is the best looking zombie Jason by far. I'm the best looking zombie Jason by far. You're not even a zombie mm. yet. <laughs> that you know of. You know, that's a valid point. I actually, 
I've never physically met you except when I cut myself in half and went to you with this idea. I've never actually met <laughs> you in real life. You could, in fact, be a zombie. with a re- You just have really good makeup. So you look human. Yep. Interesting. So... But, I mean, you know, when it really comes down to it, I catch a lot of flack because that's my favorite one. That's my favorite Friday the 13th. I catch a lot of flack because of it. But, you know, I really like the aspect of them getting away from the typical, you know, Jason just basically, you know, walks around and fucking kills people. You know, I I, I like the fact that they got away from that, even though in part six it got a little bit more comic-y. And, uh, you know, but I really enjoy the fact of him having a, a specific villain to go against you know or vice versa i guess a specific hero to go against that was a little bit more on his level yeah someone that could actually like do something against him and not like part eight where he gets into a boxing match and then just uppercuts dude's head off that was so good yeah or or with tommy jarvis man even though tommy jarvis is iconic you know i mean tommy jarvis was a great character but even with that you know Tommy Jarvis didn't have any specific abilities other than just being smart and fucking hating the fact that, you know, this, uh, this creature ruined his life. So, you know, that was, that was the reason why I liked it. I thought it was awesome. Fair enough. And we had some really good movies in 1980. You had the remake of the blob. Yeah. That, yeah, that almost made it on the list too, but yep. you had I realized the, how little I've actually watched that one. Yeah. You have the LSD trip brain damage. Uh, you, so good. You've got the terrible, terrible movie of Child's Play. Um, that was a good one, too. <laughs> oh, that movie's terrible. I don't know what you're Yeah, about. you are. Elvira, uh, uh, Mistress of the Dark. Oh, yes. You've got that. you got Fright Night 2. Oh, those tits. My word. <laughs> this, man, that whole movie was hilarious. Yes. I, it's actually coming out on Blu-ray soon. Nice. Um, Halloween 4, we finally get Michael Myers returning, and a lot of people don't like Halloween 4 and 5, but I actually... I, those are probably the two I watched the most as a kid. Um, you have the Hobgoblins, which is only good if you watch the Mystery Science Theater version. Killer, Clown, <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You had uh, directed by Steven Chiodo, but the Chiodos brothers did all the special effects for it. Um, Layer of the White Worm, which just came out on Vestron. You had Maniac Cop, which... That, I didn't like that one. You don't like Maniac Cop? I did it for this past year's uh, 30 Days of Halloween, and I just, I don't know. It was kind of like, eh. You had George A. Romero doing a non-zombie movie with Monkey Shines. Uh, Have y'all seen that? uh, A long time ago. That's such a weird movie. Yeah. Uh, That's about the helper monkey that kills people, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen it. You had the other movie that came out on the day I was born, Night of the Demons, which I haven't I've never seen it. Oh my god, oh. it's so good, dude! When I was a kid, there I saw this movie. I rented it, and because uh, my dad would let me rent whatever the hell I wanted to, as long as it wasn't South Park. And there's a yeah. scene in there with uh, Leanna Quigley, who you know from the first Return of the Living Dead. She gets nude in Return of the Living Dead. Oh, and, yeah. And this movie, she takes a thing of, once she's possessed, she takes a thing of lipstick and, like, draws around her tit and then pushes it inside of her her tit through her nipple. And it's such a well-done effect. But I was just hmm. about to make a joke about that, actually. I was just going to be like, yeah, your, your dad will let you, you know, watch a chick shove lipstick into her tit, but he won't let you watch South Park. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so... 
And like, but but I forgot what the movie was called, and I kept uh, getting it confused later on in life with uh, Tales from the Crypt's Demon Knight. And like for the longest time, I thought that scene was from the, from Demon Knight instead of Night of the Demons. But that was that's my runner up. Night of the Demons was my clear runner up because of I love that movie. I think it's so much fun. Um, we also had Nightmare on Elm Street four, Phantasm two. Poltergeist 3, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow, Sleepaway Camp 2, uh, a childhood favorite of mine, Slugs, and uh, we got to throw some Italian love in there with Zombie 3 by Lucio Fulci and Bruno Mattai. So, Waxwork. Wax, Waxworks was also from there. Waxwork was really good. Yeah, my, my, my second runner-up with... Uh, it was either going to be Friday 7 or The Serpent and the Rainbow. Mm, Serpent yeah. and the Rainbow is good. It's yeah. really good. Uh, Godsmack's song Voodoo is about that movie, according to them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So good. I didn't know Godsmack knew how to watch movies. I just <laughs> assumed that they just lived on a, 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 like motorcycles and just drove around constantly and only got that off to play make music. any sense. Where do you get this shit? <laughs> Anyway, anybody else got anything to say about 1988? <laughs> no? Okay. First I played with Dad, then Mommy came, and I played with Mommy. We played, Daddy. We had an awful good time. Now I want to play with him. Nope. 1987. <laughs> uh, you know what my favorite video of 1987 was? The sex video of Jerry's parents conceiving him. <laughs> Knowing my dad, oh, my. I could I could see that happening. I really don't want to see Kevin nailing anybody. I really don't. I don't know, man. I th- dad could probably throw it. He was a pimp back in his day. I'm sure he could, but I just have no interest in seeing it. <laughs> I mean, it, it led to his first divorce, but still. Uh, okay. So 1987, we're going to lead this one off with Jay. Jay, where, where are you at for 1987? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. By Chuck By Russell. All... What? The director's name is Chuck Russell. Oh, okay. I don't care about that. Oh, okay. But yeah, no, absolute My all-time favorite, Nightmare on Elm Street. Why? Okay, Every, like Nightmare on Elm Street, most people either say uh, Nightmare 1 is their favorite or Nightmare 3. What is it about 3 that is so appealing, Jay? It's the idea that we can be whoever we want in our dreams. You have a bunch of kids who are all fucked up for different reasons. And then this guy comes along trying to kill them in their sleep. And this other person comes along and teaches them that they can be fucking superheroes in their dreams. And I've always liked that concept. The guy becomes the the paralyzed dude becomes a fucking wizard. A wizard, Jerry. A wizard. You know, here's my here's a question. Here's my thing. That's though. badass. If, if I want to be a dream wizard. You realize if someone else would have been Freddy Krueger besides Freddy Krueger, they could lay in Freddy Krueger and the person who became Freddy Krueger went into Freddy Krueger's dreams and freddy cougar could have done anything he wanted he could have been a pedophile in his dreams and he would have never been uh burned to death and so freddy cougar could have saved himself if someone else had been freddy cougar <laughs> you've been up too long <laughs> time to take a nap sir 
I'm just You've been I'm up just, far too long. <laughs> I, I tried to take a nap today. I laid down in bed with my cat. We watched Scream 2. I thought it would put me to sleep and and it didn't. I didn't fall asleep. Um <laughs> So Kenneth, I'm honestly I, I I got an opinion on, on Nightmare Three. The okay. reason why I think that everybody loves Nightmare Three as much as they do, besides what the obvious reasons that Jay suggested is also, it's the first one that really brings you into that eighties MTV culture. Oh, okay. You know, you know, it's not dark anymore. You know, uh, Freddie's right out in the forefront. He's got, um, the, the, that's the one where the, where the, uh, the little quips and the one liners really come in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's got one of the most iconic ones, you know, the welcome to prime time bitch as he puts that chick's fucking head into the TV, you know? I mean, and that's that's really what it is, man. I mean, that 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 one is the first one to really pull it into. Okay, this is going to be a mainstream, iconic villain in pop culture. Fair enough. All right, Kenneth, if your choice is not necromantic, I'm going to be super pissed. What's your choice? 1987. Yeah, it's necromantic, right? Nope, it was Hellraiser. What? How did you not pick the movie that involved two people having a threesome with a corpse? Oh, God, you guys have that video? I thought it destroyed it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All righty. So Hellraiser, you say, directed by Clive Barker. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, no, when it when it really comes down to it, man, I mean... This this movie for I'm, I'm a huge Clive Barker fan as it is I mean I love I love his books I love his other movies um, and do you there's love this his CD? do I, I love his original what? music <laughs> I've pretty much I've been on his website and checked out just about everything even to the point of where I almost almost spent four hundred dollars on a painting oh Jesus Christ yeah I love Clive Barker if you know. He's one of those that you know. If he were here, it would. I, I probably would suck his dick. Okay. So anyhow, getting past that, there's just something. There, there's just something about this movie, man, that really hits home with me personally for my psyche. It's got all the major things that. It's got all the major things that that really appeal to me. It's got religious connotations. It's got new iconic characters that people hadn't seen before at this time period and and then on top of that the special effects are awesome i mean you know i've got it going on my tv right now that's when frank first starts coming up out of the boards in the attic you know and that's that whole transformation of where he starts as goo and then comes about dude that's awesome the the work that they did in that was just amazing yeah and then the 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 muscly you know as they're coming back together you know the the suits that they that they put on these people to make them look all muscly and sinewy and stuff i mean come on man yeah i've got to say i i uh i've seen hellraiser before um and it never did anything for me up until a couple of months ago when reese and i went to uh full moon cinema and watched a double feature uh in the theater of hellraiser and the lost boys and uh, it's like I had never seen the movie before, and I was so captivated the entire time. I, I don't know if it's because I paid for the movie, and now I had to, like, I, you know, I got to get my $7.50 worth here. But it, it, it struck a chord with me so much so, like, that the next day I, I started, you know, I started watching Hellraiser 2, Hellbound, which I, I didn't, which is good. I just don't 
care for it as much as I like Hellraiser. Yeah, I mean, and I like the I like the second one, but you know, you, you had a hard time with that new book that Clive Barker put out, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, but I I still want to finish it. It's just, uh, it's just because my my experience with Hellraiser is, is only like from the movies and not good recollections from the movies. Like, I'm not sure which ones I've all seen. I know at this point I've seen Hellraiser uh, 1 through 4. I'm halfway through 5, and I've seen halfway through Revelations. Um, and I didn't just, finish and, Revelations. And, it was stupid. And the, the, the first thing you read in the Scarlet Gospels is just so... Uh, in your face and extreme um, that you're just like, holy shit, like it's not anything like what I picture Hellraiser or what I pictured Pinhead as. Um, not that it's bad, it's just very jarring to me. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go like like I could see Jay masturbating to like that first chapter. It's good shit. It's I really, I, I, like I love that. the hell out of it. So, I, I'm going to finish You should read that, book. Jay. Jay, you should read the Scarlet Gospels. Especially since you did that comparison between Hellbound Heart and Hellraiser. You should read the Scarlet Gospels. Because it's like a follow-up to Hellbound Heart. I should. Yeah. So, uh, and so let's go into my favorite movie. Uh, and does anyone have a guess what I picked for 1987? Uh, my dick. <laughs> Shit, you're right. I picked your dick because your dick is <laughs> is uh, seven inches long, and I love to eat it nine <laughs> nine times a, a a day. You're number one. Monster Squad. It is the Monster Squad. Uh, I I love I the Monster Squad. Baby. It is it is my favorite horror comedy of all time. Um, and everyone knows I'm I'm a huge Universal Monster fan. So this movie was like just made for me. And uh, growing up, I was a huge Wolfman fan. And, and Monster Squad was my Wolfman. I loved him. Every scene that involves the Wolfman is amazing. From him going crazy in the police station, him going crazy in the phone booth, him getting kicked in the nards. Who yeah, you knew? find out he has nards. The Wolfman's got nards. How? I mean, come on. Uh, him getting blown up by dynamite and then re-coming together. It's just fantastic, but in in general, that movie is so good. It has so many good one-liners. It has a solid story. I just I love that movie so much. I can watch it almost like any time. So I, I love the Monster Squad. I would uh, I, I I'd make love to it. I would. <laughs> you haven't. Uh. Well, I didn't want to admit it, but I do have the Blu-ray, and my dick does fit inside the hole, so I have, on occasion, uh, made love to it. Yeah, see? You like Monster Squad like I like Clive Barker. Yeah. So, 1987, we had some we had some good stuff here. We had a, a fucking, another crazy out there movie, Bad Taste by Peter Jackson. Um, Blood Diner. His early shit was crazy. Yeah, he did some crazy shit his early stuff, and then just kind of like chilled out and was like, "I only fuck with elves now, son." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I only fuck with million with billion dollar properties. Yeah, I mean, I fucked up King Kong, but damn if I can't fuck with some elves now. Uh, you got something to say about King Kong, Kenneth? I liked it. 
What? How did you like? How are you going to turn King Kong and make King Kong look more uh, animalistic and then make him figure skate? Yeah, that's uh, where it lost me. The figure skating is where it lost me. I was just like, this is lame. And the crazy thing is, but at that point, you know, Lord of the Rings, how much money he made off of that, it really didn't fucking matter right. at that point. He could fuck up whatever he wanted. Jay, your argument for that scene is that it's cute. My small dick is cute. That scene is atrocious. <laughs> Put it on fucking film and let me watch it then. All right. Uh, we have Blood Diner, which uh, is a fun movie. That was good. That's, uh, <laughs> now you can get that on Blu-ray on Vestron now also. Uh, Creep Show 2, which I actually feel is really good. I think the, the black slime in the it's water. It's not as good as the first one. Well, yeah. The black, the black slime in the water is the one that really gets me, man. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Uh, we had Evil Dead 2, uh, one of the other uh, great horror comedies. Even though I don't mm-hmm. like to put it in the horror comedy uh, thing, because for like I know it is a horror comedy, but like I don't know, I just don't ever like to put it in that category. Uh, we had the Gate, which the also Gate was really good. Is fantastic. It good. Uh, Although it does have that anti heavy metal agenda. Well, I that's why I like it. <laughs> I'm tired of these metal bands, Iron Maiden. Pick a different kind of metal. <laughs> Steel Panther. Stop it. Steel Panther's fucking great, dude. Oh my god, Guns and Roses. Jerry, have you, Your guns need Jerry, to be made have you out ever of plastic. Really listen to Steel Panther. Uh, is it? Uh, yeah, in that movie. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, Rockstar. Yeah, Steel Steel Panther was that movie. Yeah. Uh, it had uh the chick with the dick. No. Okay. No. Yeah. No. 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 Steel Panther is a parody hair metal band. That sings dude, songs you, about sex and shit. How is that a parody of hair metal bands? That is what hair no, metal dude, bands dude, do. Dude, 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 you don't understand. Okay, it literally is parodying '80s hair metal bands. It is taking it to the extreme. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll after this is done, I might have y'all shoot me a few songs and I'll look at this. Uh, but dude, you okay. need to, man. It's so funny. But speaking of funny, we had Ghoulies two. Uh, yeah. We had House two, the second story. Also out on Blu-ray. A lot of these good... Man, 80s is getting a lot of movies on Blu-ray these past two years. Because it's the best decade. Blood Diner, Creepshow 2 got an amazing Arrow release. Uh, the Gate, House 2 just got an Arrow release. Um, we had The Terrible Howling 3. Uh, we had... Oh, let me go into my uh, my runner-up uh, for this was Jaws the Revenge. Because... I don't care what anyone says. Jaws of Revenge is such a fun time. I can watch that movie anytime. And if you think Jaws 3 is better, you're wrong. Um, and I feel bad for you. And My I, favorite Jaws is the one where they take care of them in SeaWorld. That's Jaws 3, you fuck. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know the names. <laughs> oh, my Jay, God. Are you serious? Uh, I used to show on, like, I don't know if it was HBO or public TV or whatever it was. It was. TNT. I watched that one like four or five times and it fucking cracks me up oh my god anyway uh, okay uh, we had the lost Lo- boys yeah the lost boys uh that we, was a great movie too we had necromantic since we need a foreign film in here we had necromantic and i'm really surprised kenneth didn't pick that kenneth have you ever seen necromantic i have Dude, redneck I- zombies man <laughs> uh and then we of course had uh prince of darkness by john carpenter so i hated that movie Really? I thought it was yeah, okay. I thought Prince of Darkness was fucking retarded. I, I know what we're doing one day on this show. Done. Prince of so Darkness. What? We're doing Prince of Darkness one day. 
Okay, we'll do it. And you'll listen to me for however long we're there. Talk about how shitty it is. Hey, you did it for me for uh, uh, The Village and Nightmare on Elm Street and The Witch. Okay. I, I got a problem with it. I'm telling you, I'll do it. People but are no, going to fucking what, hate going me. Back to what you, going back to one you were talking about, Necromantic. Yeah, I've seen it, man. I've only seen it once, though. And uh, so I need to revisit it. Hell, it's on Blu-ray, and it's sequel Necromantic 2, which I don't feel like, after you see Necromantic, Necromantic 2 doesn't work because it loses its shock. You're like, okay, whatever. It's, I mean, anyway. Uh, Kenneth, what was your runner-up for, for the, what's your honorable mention for 87? Uh, it, would, it would be between Creepshow 2 and Evil Dead 2. It'd be between those two. Uh, Agreed. Okay, no Lost Boy love here. Gotcha. I, I mean, don't Lost get me wrong. Boys, but... Yeah, the Lost Boys was good, but we're talking about what our favorites are, you know. And it's like I've seen the Lost Boys a bunch of times, but at this point in time in my life, if I'd never watched it again, I wouldn't be upset. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I give it credit where credits due. Nineteen eighty-six. Uh, Kenneth, let's start with you this time. What is your favorite horror movie of nineteen eighty-six? Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer fucking fantastic choice. I like the the catchphrase it had when it came out. He's not Jason. He's not Freddy. He's Henry. Right. And I thought I thought I thought it was amazing. Um you know because this was this was one of those first you know movies where you really get into the psyche of someone you know that it, it's almost like it's behind the scenes of you know like Charles Manson and stuff like that the real deal reality. And I think that's what I think that's what made that movie so good, you know, because, you know, we've had movies that really get your gut wrenching, like I spit on your grave and last house on the left and stuff like that. But this one right here really, you know, I mean, you're following Henry along as he's going through the mental, you know, aspects of of, of him being fucking nuts. And it's like, you know, it, I really, really enjoyed it. Not to mention his that dude that was with him you know, getting his rocks off with the same thing and how and how it showed the differences between Henry and that guy. It was really, really good. I agree with you. I haven't watched that in a while. I need to watch that again. Such a good movie. All right, Jay, 1986. What are you choosing? 86, I have the Fly remake. Oh, David, Cro- David Cro- Cronenberg. Yes, that's his name. Uh, just some of the most amazing special effects that I had ever seen when I watched the movie for the first time. I think it's better than the original. Hey, I've actually watched the original too. So there's an old movie I've seen. Um, I'm so proud of them. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just, it's everything about it is good. Cronenberg is like the man of, of body horror. He is so good at it. I'd like to meet him. I'd like There's to have a lot of people them. I'd like to meet, but they won't let me near a lot of them. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> um, yeah, Cronenberg is fantastic. Not The Fly is not my favorite Cronenberg movie. Um, what else it, has he done? Uh, I'm terrible at knowing directors. He Naked Lunch, Videodrome, The Brood. Um, yeah, Videodrome I've seen. Videodrome's fantastic. Rabid. Rabid. Uh, didn't he do Shivers? Or did someone else do Shivers? I can't. I think. I don't think sh- I've seen any of those other movies you uh, listed except for Videodrome. You need to see The Brood. Uh, oh, and he did Scanners. I saw Scanners. That was okay. Uh, yeah. Um, he video was in from, Nightbreed. Yeah, he was in Nightbreed. I I learned that recently, actually. Nightbreed's good. Um, he but was in a, he was the uh, he was the guy that played Decker. The you know the dude that put the mask on that was the killer. 
Yes. Yeah, that um, was David Cronenberg. I, Video Drone's my favorite movie by him. Kenneth, what's your favorite uh, uh, movie by Cronenberg? I'd probably have to go with Video Drone. That'd probably be my favorite. I fucking love Video Drone. Um, yeah, it was good, and that was that was actually the first Cronenberg movie I ever saw. That's a weird fucking movie. Yo, yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw Video Drone before I saw Fly. Uh, I think The Fly is probably the first Cronenberg movie I had ever seen. But that's I mean a lot of people were introduced to Cronenberg through The Fly. So in fact, if I can't if I can find a way to get to the movie to Full Moon Cinema this weekend, their double feature is John Carpenter's The Thing and Dave and Cronenberg's The Fly. Nice. And I recess cool. to work, so I'm trying to I'm trying to bribe someone to take me. Um so my favorite uh movie of this year is Psycho 3, which you can hear a full review of that by Kenneth and I on show 22 of Kill the Cast. Um, cool. No, we ain't got to talk about it no more. Then. Yeah, I just want, real quick, I want to say, uh, if, you've ne- if you've never watched the Psycho uh, sequels, watch Psycho 2 and 3. They are actually really good. Uh, Psycho 3 is fantastic. I like it. Is that the one where he calls the radio station? No, that's no. Psycho 4. Oh, I like four. <laughs> I have yet to God, watch it. Such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen two or three. I'm just you know, talking about shit I like. God, I can go if it upsets you so much. It's just, oh man, out of all of them, you know. The, I haven't seen, seen I, two or three. I, you've seen the first one and the fourth one. Yes. Okay. The first one through three are the best ones. <laughs> you've okay. Seen I didn't first. say that the fourth was the best one. I just said that I enjoyed it. <laughs> God. Anyway, Did you watch Bates Motel? I've watched Jay? the first season and half of the second season, I think. Okay, can you relate the differences between uh, the way they did his mom in reality versus how fucking crazy she was in that fourth one? Uh, it's been a long time. I'm not prepared for this comparison discussion. I'm, I'm not ready for your compare. questions. <laughs> I was just trying to say the fourth one was good, okay? God. Alrighty then. So, okay, Psycho, okay. I won't say anything. Okay, no, please say things. I like when you say things. It, it makes me feel all jittery. Um, so, uh, I, I love Psycho 3. It's actually way deeper psychological, and it's and it's uh, very much a great slasher. Um, and, and there's some great scenes in there. There's some great camera lighting. And Anthony Perkins, who plays Norm Bates... He directed this movie, and he did a fantastic job. Um, and even though he found out he had AIDS while he was directing this movie, he pulled through and put out a a fantastic movie. Um, I actually, if someone was going to be like, Jerry, let's watch a Psycho movie. Which one do you want to watch? Psycho 3 is what I will pick every single time, even over the original. Um, and I love that scene where he, where, where he has to get out of the car. I, I don't want to say too much since Jay's never seen it, but damn, damn good movie. Um, so, 1986, we had some uh, other movies come out. In a sci-fi, mostly action kind of horror movie, we had Aliens by James Cameron. We had April Fool's Day. We had Shopping Mall. We had Class of Newcomb High. Yeah. We had my uh, runner-up, which is Critters, because I fucking love Critters. Oh my god, do I love Critters. Um, Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Uh, we had House. House is absolutely uh, 
fantastic, even though it is really, really, really cheesy. Um, Maximum Overdrive, which was actually directed by Stephen King. Poltergeist 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and we had Troll, which is where Harry Potter came from. Mm -hmm. And then we had Gothic, Vamp, and Witchboard. People actually still talk about Witchboard? Oh, shit. I loved Witchboard. It was another one of those that I watched a lot when I was a kid. Uh, Gothic is another one of those good ones, man, uh, you know, uh, done by Ken Russell. So hmm. so what's your what's your uh, uh, honorable mention then, Kenneth? Mine would probably have to be, it'd be a toss-up between The Hitcher and Witchboard. Mm, oh, The Hitcher. Hitcher is so good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jay, what, what about you? What, what other movie was aiming for your top spot? Um... I don't know. There's so many. Like it's so it's hard enough for me to pick a favorite to ask me to pick like a second favorite. Like when everything just kind of ties. <laughs> yeah. No, I can understand. I had. Uh, uh, I'll say the Hitcher just because we just mentioned it. All right. <laughs> that was a good movie. We have such sights to show you. All right, so 1985. Jay, lead us in. What's your favorite? Uh, H.P. Lovecraft's The Reanimator. Nice. Uh, I'm a big, big H.P. Lovecraft fan, and that's probably still the best movie to be made based off of his his works. Um, not exactly like the short story, but still really good. And just... I love it. It's it's funny. It's gross. It's got gore. It's got Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, whoever that is. Um, <laughs> was he the doctor who yeah. gets his head removed? No, he was the other guy. The, the one with the guy? black. Yeah, the main guy. Oh, okay, Herbert. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Stuart Gordon definitely did a good job directing Reanimator for sure. And I just actually... have a list list of all the directors so you can name drop them as we talk. What do I? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have a list of, of like <laughs> the movies and the directors. I did work, man. My original list though was bigger. It had uh it had movie, uh director, two top build actors, and country of origin. <laughs> and then I was like, no one cares about all that. This is a mess. Let me just do like the movie and the director. Oh man. Uh, but speaking of, of HP Lovecraft, I've never been into HP Lovecraft. But here recently, I have found out that a lot of the things I'm really into are very much Lovecraft-inspired, including John Carpenter's The Thing. And uh, I recently found out that one of my favorite movies, Matango, is based off a story by another author who went on, who H.P. Uh, Lovecraft cites as a an early inspiration, an inspiration, and an early person in the genre that he that Lovecraft is credited with creating or not created but making popular of weird fiction. Huh. So because of that, I've decided that I need to look into uh more Lovecraft stuff. I just want a goddamn proper Call of Cthulhu movie. I just Good want I know at everyone the... like they've been put out but they're like weird or like black and white or silent or just stupid. 
And like, just come on. because they're black and white and, and silent doesn't make them a bad movie. It does when they're made in fucking 2000s. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I don't, but Jesus. Bad movies sucked. Yep, see? I just <laughs> want... There's, I just want a fucking Call of Cthulhu movie. I get, the Mist is like the closest thing I'll ever get to seeing Cthulhu on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know there's a black and white version of The Mist? I don't What? Jay, have you ever watched the black and white version of The Mist? I have, and it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's way better than the colored version. It adds so much, like, creep factor to it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I've got the special edition Blu-ray that has it on there. Ooh, me too, girl. All right. <laughs> Kenneth, what you got for us? Day of the Dead. Re- wow, really? Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I had yours picked. I thought I knew exactly what you were going to choose, and here you are surprising me. What did you think I was going to pick? The Return of the Living Dead. Nope. Man. Is it too uh, punk for you? Is it not metal enough? We need some. I loved Return of the Living Dead, but for me and me being a serious person, I prefer Day of the Dead over. Wow. And just because, and just because, number one, you know, I'm a Romero fan. I liked this one, you know, because obviously I couldn't say Dawn of the Dead because Dawn of the Dead wasn't in the '80s. But I like this one because you know it's. It's really got that element of human, you know, human against human with zombies in the background. Yeah, you know which, I mean, which is a lot of zombie movies. That's the best part about it is actually the human versus human relationship. Right. And see, this one is one of the first ones, you know, to really be out in the forefront. I mean, you know, because this was way before, you know, the fucking zombie craze that we've had over the past few years. And this was long, long before fucking The Walking Dead and all the rest of that. So, you know, it. And then watching it as a kid, the same thing when I got into zombie movies, you know, because like I told you before, one of the, one of the first, if not the first that I can remember watching was Night of the Living Dead. So naturally, if I had seen that, my dad was going to be like, oh, you got to see the sequels, you know. And so I really enjoyed it, man. I mean, I like the way the zombies looked. I think they look better than they did in Dawn of the Dead, with the exception of your icons from Dawn of the Dead. Um, and then the human versus human. And then you've also got, uh, Bub, which is great. You know, he was a great zombie. So, you know, I mean, it's just all the way around. I think it was a good movie. Fair and that would probably be the one I would watch more from that year than any of the rest. Fair enough. Well, uh, if you know me, then you probably know, uh, what movie I'm going to choose because it's silver bullet. Because it's, it. it's my favorite werewolf movie of all time. And uh, I this movie actually scared me when I was a kid. I saw this when I was very, very young. Like li- like first like kindergarten, first grade. And uh, I lived in an apartment. I lived in apartments. And uh, I, after seeing that movie that night, I could have sworn there was a werewolf outside my window. Even though there was. We, I was watching you. I decided not to eat you. Okay, I have a question for you then. Because I'm on <laughs> I was on the second floor. Did you bring a ladder? Uh werewolves didn't you know buildings. Where, I was gonna say, didn't you know werewolves could fly? No, they can't fly. This is, like, these were, like, you just dig into the building. Like Come these on, were because like I lived in the old school, like literal like red brick. Yeah. Uh, uh you don't know the true power of a werewolf. 
No, I, man, don't you know they scaled the walls and shit? And I know, I know you got your ass fucked up in the eye by a little boy in a fucking souped up wheelchair banging on them fireworks. How about that? Huh? You know what's funny is I saw The Wizard and Princess Bride before I ever saw Silver Bullet, so it was just way too funny to me. Wait, why is <laughs> why is that? Fu- I don't get that. Isn't that the same kid? No. 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 Damn, that is not the I've fucking. Because the dude, sure? the dude from the kid from Princess Bride, isn't he from like fucking uh, Wonder Years? Yeah, that's not the same kid in uh, no Silver Bullet. No, Who's the kid in Silver Bullet. Corey Ham in Silver Bullet. Okay, I, I just know I know Marty was not played by fucking Wonder Years, dude. No, he was played by Corey Ham. Word. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Was. My bad. Yeah. So. Well, uh, they all look the same, so I'm just gonna shut up now. <laughs> if you don't be quiet, Jay, I'm gonna stick Gary Busey's teeth on you. I mean, because he <laughs> went on from Silver Bullet. He did. Then after that, he did Lost Boys and fucking uh, some of the other ones that he was in at the time. Yeah. Because it so, was the Corys, Corey Heyman, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Chase over on the Skeleton Crew. For leaving Silver Bullet on his out of his top ten movies of all time and feeling like an idiot for it. How did you put House of the Devil on your list at number ten and not Silver Bullet? House of the Devil sucks, Dan. Oh, I, me and Dan need to have a conversation about that because I love House of the Devil. He loves yeah, House of the Devil. Yeah, wasn't very good, too. my friend. See, me and Jay. Fuck you. Jay's with me. House of the Devil. Nothing happens until the end. Well, I tell you what. How about we get Dan on our show and then me and him will go against okay. you two and we will battle it out. Dan. Dan, if you're hearing us, uh, you're going to come on the show and we're going to do House of the Devil. And uh, it's going to be me. I want to have to watch that again. Jay, yes, we, Jay, I had to rewatch The Jerry, Village. Yeah, and we made Jerry watch Nightmare on Elm Street. So. And Nightmare on Elm Street. Weird. He should have liked that. It's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, well, you should have had a better yeah, director we, do a better like job. House of the Devil. House of the Devil is fucking terrible. Okay, anyway, Dan, future episode, you're coming on to do House of the Devil. Uh, you and Kenneth are gonna have to go against me and Jay, uh, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a battle royale to see who wins. And at the end of the episode, how do we determine who wins? <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out. Well, I I will come in with an objective mind, and if I feel that they beat us, I will admit defeat. I did it for the yeah. village. I think You'll have I, to admit defeat for both of us then. Oh no, I'm still going to think the movie sucks. But if they can at least like do a, if they can have a better <laughs> argument of why the movie is good compared to our argument of why the movie is bad, then we'll do it. it it's it's not it's not it's uh, the opposite of a horror coliseum. This is a battle royale to see who. It's a tag team match for the tag team championships. Table, ladders, chairs. Because all those things do nothing, the just the like the entire hosts. fucking movie of right, House so of the sure Devil. I'll make sure we'll rewatch the last 20 minutes, and then we can have a full-on discussion about how terrible the movie is. <laughs> Anyhow, all right, let's get back to this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, my favorite werewolf movie of all time, Silver Bullet. I absolutely love this movie. Um, and uh, let's get into other movies from 1985. You had Cat's Eye by Stephen King. Great movie. You had one of my favorite Friday the 13th movies, uh, Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Um, you had Fright Night, uh, Ghoulies, Hills Have Eyes Part 2, Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. No, she's Ooh. not. 
Oh, like you know Mr. Werewolf over there? I'll come over there and <laughs> kick you in the fucking nards. Uh, uh, the Mutilator, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, uh, Pneumonia or Phenomenon, one of those two, by Dario Argento, uh, Return of the Living Dead, and The Stuff by Larry Cohen. So Stuff was such a terrible movie. Uh, it was so it was so shitty that it was good. No, not even yeah, shitty enough to be good. It was. I watched it like two weeks ago, and I, I, I was just like, "Man, this is so great." I think it's. I think it's okay. I I I, I liked the remake of it uh, with Ivan Ooze. I thought that was a little better, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kenneth, what was what was your backup? What what almost took your number one spot? Nightmare two. Nightmare 2. Damn it, I really thought it'd be Return of the Living Dead. Why mm-hmm. am I so wrong? Because I thought I thought Freddy looked the creepiest in Nightmare 2. Oh, okay. Jay? Uh, was yours the stuff? No! God, stop it. It could have been Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare 2. There's there's a few that I liked. Mine, mine was Friday the 13th Part 5, because while I do love... Uh, Return of the Living Dead. I uh, I watched Friday Thirteenth Part Five so much as a kid. Um, of course the TV edits, unfortunately, but I still really liked them. Um, I can forever remember the machete coming out of the tree and, and cutting the fat dude's head off, and I was like, "Oh, thank the Lord Almighty!" That dude was annoying. <laughs> so, nineteen eighty four. Dum dum dum. Actually, you know, I, I, 1984 was surprising for me because not that many great movies, honestly. Uh, if either of you can't guess what my one is, then oh, we're oh. not friends anymore. Is it? Oh, no, no, I, I've got it. It has got to be Silent Night, Deadly Night. I know how much you love Christmas. <laughs> is uh, it no. not that? Uh, is it Chud? No. Chud of the Corn? Ch- oh, nope. Chud of the Corn, yeah. Is it Gremlins? Did you go with the kids movie? Oh, man, Gremlins is so good, but no. I don't know what else could be. There's like no other good movies that year. You're right. Well, in that case, we will let Jay go first. Jay, <laughs> Graceless was your favorite. Uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I knew it. I hope so. Tell us why. <laughs> we had a whole show on this. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't I'll say let, anything. I'll let it's you amazing. Smile. I'll let you smile. <laughs> I really should have wrote down the show number for that, knowing that Jay would pick that. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. We did an episode on there, and it's great because uh, Jay loves this movie, and I think it's stupid. And I kind of, yeah. by the end of the episode, I kind of was in the middle. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. Uh, okay, Kenneth, nineteen eighty four. What do you got? Can you guess? I'm assuming you chose the same thing I did and went Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So go into it, and if I have anything to add, I'll add to it. All right, man. So um, this one, even though Friday Seven is my favorite out of the series, Friday Four is a pinnacle in the series. It is. It, I mean, it. I honestly think that you know, getting past my personal feelings on it and going with what it is. It's probably the high point of the entire series. The special effects were fucking amazing. The story was good. It brought us one of the fucking most iconic characters next to Jason, which is going to be Tommy Jarvis. You know, um, I mean, the uh, 
all the the music in it i thought was i thought was pretty good um the actors that were in it i mean you had uh you know you had crispin glover in it um yeah um you know you had other ones that were in there man they were really good um everything about it was good i mean it was awesome yeah and it gave us uh the wonderful line of dead fuck which yeah is hilarious and and it also gave us the great question where is the corkscrew <laughs> oh and did that dog kill himself or did jason throw him out the window jason. right that's actually I a big I, thing a lot of people I think, think he that jumped the, out yeah a lot of people think that the dog committed suicide uh well not like on suicide he it was would be an accidental death but the dog thought it would be better to jump out of the window than to go toe-to-toe with jason yeah, yeah, the dog's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, so, I mean, there you go. Um, I, I don't have much else to add. Kenneth pretty much hit the nail on the head. I do think it is the best made Friday the 13th movie. Uh, all around, it has uh, some of the best writing, some of the best kills, some of the... It, it has a, It feels like an actual story. A lot of time, these slasher movies... That they don't feel like like an actual story. You're just there to see see tits and kills. But with this, I actually care about the characters. By the end of the movie, uh, I, I, they're all well written. They're all well done. All, all it's just to me, it is the pinnacle of slasher movies. It is if if someone put a gun to my head and said, "What's the best slasher movie of all time?" I'm saying Friday the Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter. Joseph Zito did a fantastic job. Right, and then you also got you also got the uh, you know the dude coming back looking for his sister in this one, you know, so that that's a throwback to one of the previous movies, other than just your normal tropes. Uh, I, like I said, overall it was it was great. Yeah, and it must be good because the entire remake is based off uh, uh, supernatural long hair guy uh, coming back to try to find his sister. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and the other thing on top of that, man, yeah, most of the same. time, if you if you talk to people that are Friday fans, if you talk to them or people that aren't, as long as it's not the really, really young audience that only knows from, you know, around the Jason X time on up, even later than that, most everybody knows that the one that they remember more than any of the rest is Friday 4. Yep. All right. 1984. Um we I, I said all of them earlier when I was making jokes to Jay. So, Kenneth, did you have a backup? My, Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. Ooh, nice choice. That uh, was my runner-up. Jay, it was very difficult between the two of them for me. Was your runner-up Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter? It is such a hard choice because that's it's probably my favorite, uh, my favorite Friday movie, but... Nightmare is my favorite horror series, so that one had to get the top spot. Gotcha. Uh, I uh, I didn't have, I really didn't have a backup, but it, but I was like, well, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Silent Night, Deadly Night, because it's 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 corny in the best ways. Oh, it's good. So the killing had begun, but at first, no one knew it. You see, Arnie Westrom was a chronic drunk. And what happened seemed like an accident. The county coroner concluded that Arnie had passed out on the tracks. There wasn't enough evidence to conclude anything else. 
1983. Uh, Jay, let's uh, let you go for 1983. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, thriller. Thriller. The Thriller music video, which I'm counting as a movie, so fuck you. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> I counted it as a movie, too, because the full version of that video... It's it like 40 well, minutes long. Yeah, it might as well be a little short film. It's... It, it's it, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the judges. Judges, how do you feel about this? Uh-huh. Okay. They said Vincent Price is in it, therefore it counts. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, good. But well, yeah, I looked at I looked at everything that came out that year, and the Thriller video is probably the most entertaining thing for me. That I've watched the most. But you, you had, you had, your your Jaws 3D was there. Yeah. You had and? House of the Long Shadows. I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Videodrome. He, he, he. I like Thriller better than Videodrome. Oh man, I don't. Whew. Okay, fair enough. I that. <laughs> the one it's thing that I can say. It's got zombies and werewolves. The one thing that I can say about Thriller that I thought was really cool is if you really think about it, the zombies in Thriller look so much. They're like a precursor to the zombies in Return of the Living Dead 2. Fair enough. Have you ever really, th- have you ever really thought a, about it? There's even a Thriller joke in Return of the Living Dead 2. Right. And they're all getting electrocuted. Right. So, I'm, so I wonder. I need to go back and I need to look at that and see if the dude, the, who did the special effects for Thriller. Do you know? No. Yeah, who, I need to go look and see if it's the same dude. Who directed Thriller, Jay? Michael Jackson? No. Jesus. <laughs> Why not? No, it was uh it was uh John Landis. Uh, same dude that directed American Werewolf in London. Yeah. All That's right. A good movie. Kenneth, what do you got for us? Cujo. Cujo? This uh, was a Rick Baker special effects guy. Oh yeah, Rick Baker's fantastic. Also, from uh, American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cujo, Kenneth, why do you like dogs? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really that, man. Um, Cujo is one of those movies, man, that I really appreciated growing up um, because when I wa- I watched it for the first time when I was very young, and I think the first time that I watched it, I was right around the same age as the little boy in the movie. Ah. And so, and so I related to it really, really well. And I then also after... remember the time I was trapped by a giant Saint Bernard. <laughs> so that just made it more scary to me because it made it more real. You know, because you're sitting there and you're watching. I'm, I'm, I'm watching on on the screen. I'm watching this kid that's about the same age as me and looks a lot like I did at the time. Because when I was a kid, I had blonde hair, looked about like that. You know, I. It was one of those things where it made it that much more real to me. To where it was just like, okay, this shit could really happen. And then if you really think about the story, it is very plausible for it to be that way. It's very plausible for two people, a mother and a child, to be so terrified of this animal that has rabies to be stuck in a car. Yeah. And can't get out because they're afraid of being, you know, mauled to death. You know, and this mom, the only thing she's really thinking about is she's thinking about the trying to save her son's life. But at the same time, dealing with the frustrations of being stuck in there and so on. I mean, I mean, if you really dive into 
you know, the, the psychological aspects of this movie, it's really, really deep. It's a lot more deep than just people being afraid of a dog. And so that's the reason why I liked it as much as I did. And it became a fucking Halloween and every Halloween watch for me after that. Fair enough. Uh, I have a, a, a story about Cujo and y'all are probably going to laugh at me for, uh, this, but when I was a kid, my grandfather showed me Cujo and uh, I told him that wasn't a real St. Bernard. Uh, I, and he thought that I, I knew it was a fake dog uh, at certain points. And he, and he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, real St. Bernards have a barrel that they wear around their neck full of beer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's rum. You're full of, well, I, I, all I knew was beer. I was very, very young. Uh, full of beer because I, I've seen it in cartoons. That's, <laughs> that's what they do. That's the cutest thing I ever did here. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, he, he explained to me uh, that uh, that is not all that doesn't make a St. Bernard and that that's only up in up in icy countries and not not down in 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 hotter countries. <laughs> so that's sweet. That's 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 stupid kid. Jerry uh, Jay. 1983. Uh, I did it. I did my whole Michael Jackson impression and everything. I know. I wanted you to pick another. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mine was Sleepaway Camp. I won. Out of all the slasher movies that take place at a camp, Sleepaway Camp does it the best. That was my backup. Uh, It has one of the, the best twist endings ever. Um, it, it is such a fantastic movie, and I'm so glad that Kenneth showed me Sleepaway Camp because I had never seen it. I didn't know about the twist ending, nothing. And Kenneth was like, "Oh, you got to see this shit," and he made me watch it, and I was blown away by that. It was it was fantastic. I love the movie, um, so so much. Sleepaway Camp is like it, like I want to start a list of like five movies to watch every summer. And, like, on top of that list is Jaws, but, like, right underneath that is Sleepaway Camp. Hell, yeah. So. It's like I fucked up Salute Your Shores. Yeah. So, <laughs> in, in 1983, uh, we, we had other Stephen King movies. We had Christine um, and The Dead Zone. Dead we Zone's had, good. I love the Dead Zone TV series. All, the Dead yeah. Zone movie. The Dead Zone movie was actually done by David Cronenberg. Uh, and Christine was done by John Carpenter, and Cujo was done by Louis Teague, who Louis Teague also did Cat's Eye, and he did another movie that'll be coming up here soon, because I'm going to mention it. Uh, you also had Microwave Massacre. I watched that the other day. I'm sorry. And, and yes. <laughs> and so I, I I went shopping for movies, and it was an Arrow release, and the cover art and the description on the back made me go, ooh, I have to buy this. And I was expecting very cheesy but gore-filled movie and there's no gore. Yeah, Arrow was sitting there like, gotcha, bitch! It's just like, uh, it's puns. 90% of the script is fucking puns about eating people. Yep. (laughs) And it's funny but I was just, I was expecting like a gore filled fun time and it didn't have it. So now that's sitting on my shelf and I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah. We also had uh, Psycho 2, which is a great psychological horror movie, and Videodrome. 
So, uh, I, uh, Videodrome was my backup. What was your backup, Kenneth? Psycho 2. Psycho 2? Okay. And, uh, you know, we, Jay just said his, so I, I won't do his. Um, okay, 1982, and I'm going first on 1982 because it has one of my favorite movies of all time, top 10 movie of all time, uh, The Thing. We recently tackled The Thing versus Alien in Horror Coliseum, show number 21, so you can go back and listen to all of that wonderfulness. Uh, but John Carpenter's The Thing to me is is a is a uh, like almost perfect movie. I love it so much. It is it is in my top five horror movies of all time. Uh, it's probably actually it's probably my in my top three horror movies of all time. Um, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. Kurt Russell as McCready is fantastic. The special effects are fantastic. Everything about this movie is fantastic, and that's what I gotta say about that. Jay. Favorite movie from Yo. 1982, ho. Um, I almost said the thing, but I knew for sure you were gonna say the thing. Oh yeah, and so I didn't, just so we would have different things to talk about. Damn, so look at I, you. I, I went with the original Creep Show for 82. Yeah, so you can match me. Well, I don't fucking know you as well, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought Kenneth was gonna be like it's basket case, motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Those it was between Creep Show and Cat People for me. Oh wow, Cat People! Really? I I thought you might have thrown Poltergeist in there. Poltergeist would probably have been my third. Hmm. But right. Cat People, it was between Cat People and Creep Show for me. Well, I'll switch to Poltergeist if it makes the show better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the way I feel about Creep Show is, I really don't think that we really need to talk about it. I mean, um, Creep Show, Creep Show is just. It, it it's it's amazing. It's one of the greatest anthology movies of all time. I agree. Okay, I, I got a question though. I, okay, what 42. is your? Damn, that was good. Holy <laughs> shit! Are you a mathematician? Are you Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park? Can you explain chaos theory to me again? Here's my hand. I need to know. Oh, I'm gonna poop myself. <laughs> okay, seriously though, what is your? I saw this. T- I'm sorry, that that made me think about this t-shirt that I saw when I was uh, at the motorcycle rally yesterday. Uh, I saw, there was this t-shirt that just said, all it did is it, it's got a stick figure with his hands up in the air and he says, I pooped today. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. To go slightly off topic again, I have a Jeff Goldblum toy from Jurassic Park and he lives in he lives in a Castle Grayskull I have. Oh, that's nice. And actually, Jay... He actually kicked your Mego Spider-Man out of the fucking house so he could have it. The fuck? Yeah, Mego Spider-Man originally lived there, but uh, when I got oh, Jeff Goldblum fuck. the next year, Jeff Goldblum kicked him out. Jeff, like, have you ever tried to, like... Done. Done. Talk? We're done. I'm going home. But it worked out because then Spider-Man was like, oh, I don't have a house. Send me somewhere. And I was like, I guess you're That's going to true. J now. And, and now you have... With my other Spider-Man. You have an old school Mego. That's true. So that worked out for the best. Yeah, it's 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 bad and bougie over there with your amigo. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I was gonna I was gonna fucking say something, and now I, for the life of me, I can't remember. All... Whoa, whoa, okay. Two things: Have either one of y'all seen that creep show documentary? Nope. I really <laughs> want to see it. Uh, second thing, uh, we'll start with uh, uh, Kenneth since Jay got to pull creep show first. Kenneth, your favorite segment from creep show. I'm putting you on the spot. 
We 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 are you are in the hot seat. Damn, I I'd probably have to go with the uh, the head sticking out of the sand. Okay, that's a really good one. I like that one. That's probably the, it would be a toss up between that one. Hold on, no 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 no. Hold up, let's all three get ours right. in before you name another one. Jay, okay, what do you got? Uh, if you'll let it count, the wraparound. I will let it count because you chose Thriller. I mean, I already got outvoted <laughs> there because Vincent Price was in it. I might as well let you have I, I one. I love the wraparound. I fucking, fucking I love it. It's I love just, the, I love the I love reach around. It's such a good ending. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh mine's the crate. I See, that's my that's if if we're going actual segments, that's my favorite actual I, segment. The wraparound is I love the crate. I just love it. It's it's got a monster in it, and everyone knows I love monsters. That that's it. Alright, Kenneth, what is what was your other one? Was it the crate? No. Was it the cockroach? No. Was it my dick? No. <laughs> okay, what was it? It was the damn, it was the other one. Um Uh the birthday, the the, the cake one? The zombie yeah. cake one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I always, man, the, the that scene where the uh, where the dude's looking up at the uh, fuck at the uh, the headstone, yeah. and it's slowly, you know what I'm saying, coming across, and then all of a sudden it's just like splat. Have you ever picked a headstone up? Uh, no, but uh, I've seen I've seen uh, I've picked up a, a casket with the tall man once. No, I'm saying those headstones, dude, are insanely heavy. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah, so I'm like, I was just like, man. Well, all you I mean, gotta I mean, do, just... Kenneth, is is wrap your hands in in communist duct tape, and you can do that because you can like literally like set off a bullet with a hammer with communist duct tape. Shout out to <laughs> our Phantasm show. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was my second favorite. All right, so okay, 1982, we had Amityville 2: The Possession, we had Basket Case, we had Friday the 13th Part Three. We had my runner-up, which is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because it is the best Halloween movie ever. I love it. It is a great mystery and has the most depressing ending ever, and it's awesome. Um, We had Poltergeist. We had Q by Larry Cohen. We had Slumber Party Massacre. We had... I love those movies. They're so stupid cheesy. Oh, yeah. They're they're really good. Uh, We had Tenebrae. Uh, oh yeah, we had Tenebrae by Dario Argento. So, uh, Kenneth, what what was your runner up here? Mm, I told you it was like cat people. Oh yeah, I forgot you, you said that people. shit. Jay, what's your runner? Mm-hmm. What, what was your next choice? Was it you said Poltergeist? Yeah, yeah. Well, I said I said I didn't pick the thing because you were gonna pick it. So oh, okay. Thing or Poltergeist? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um... Okay, 1981. Kenneth, what do you got? Ghost story. I'm sorry, what was that? Ghost story. Hmm, never heard of it. Explain. Me either, yeah. Delight us with tales. It's, man, it's it's probably one of the, and I don't know if it's the first, I don't want to call it the first, but it's definitely one of the earlier versions of the movies where you've got a vengeful spirit that's coming back to fuck with people gotcha and the and it's really really good the special effects are awesome it's got fred astaire in it 
Huh, weird. Yeah. And he's like, and, and basically the gist of the movie is you've got these four really old guys. And in their younger years, they were all after this chick and this some kind of party happened or whatever. And one of them fucked up and killed her. And then they they hit it. And then, you know, the rest of the movie is the crazy shit that they're going on, going through in their 60s or 70s or 80s or however old they are. That doesn't specify in the movie. Right. But but what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, while this ghost is trying to get at them, and not only is it fucking with them, it's also fucking with one of them's kids. Oh, you yeah. know because the yeah because the one of them's sons they're both grown they're adults and it starts fucking with them too. So it's really really good. Uh, like I said, special effects is great, um, slow burn, but still really really good. So if you ever get a chance to watch it, it's awesome. They got the uh, the uh, Blu-ray on Shout Factory. Gotcha. All right, Jay, what do you got? Uh, an American Werewolf in London. By John Landis and Rick Baker on special effects. Uh, probably the most badass practical effect werewolf transformation there ever was and ever will be. Definitely. I, I definitely agree that uh, the best werewolf transformation on camera ever is American Werewolf in London, hands down. Um, is there anything like people like? Are there people out there who haven't seen American Werewolf in London by now? Like everyone's. I'm sure there are. Well, fuck those people. Well, you got to think. You got to take into consideration. We are slowly getting old. And so, you know, the younger audience, I, I'd be willing to bet that if they, if there wasn't people like us to tell them that they needed to watch it, probably not. Shit, I still look like I'm 15. I'm young as fuck. So. No, you're starting to get up here. Shut your mouth. Shut your dirty whore mouth. Shut your whore mouth, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, this year was the hardest for me. And even though I had my list made, like, Four months ago when I originally brought up this idea. Uh, I did not have this picked until... 1981 picked until today. When oh. it was shit or get off the pot time. And uh, I chose The Howling. Because over American Werewolf in London? Over American Werewolf in London. Because I think The Howling is a better story. And I like the werewolf design more. And it has one of the greatest endings to a movie. ever. And it's like the mist. When you have an ending that is so damn good that like, like literally if we were to sit down and make a list of top five endings of all time in movies, that howling would probably would, would most likely at least be in my number five spot. When, uh, when, when Karen is doing, she survived all this shit. She is sitting there uh, at the end of the movie uh, doing her news report. And she just starts transforming right there to show the world that there are werewolves. And then Chris has to fucking blow her brains out while she's doing the transformation. It's fantastic as, as like, you got to think because people in, this, in, in that world are now questioning if, if werewolves are real. Was this special effects? What is going on here? That's fair. Um, it, it's 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 just fantastic. Also, I love the setup 
uh, of the movie where Karen goes to meet um, uh, Eddie, uh, who's a serial killer, in a in a like porn theater, and he forces her to watch like uh, some chick getting raped, and, and she can't turn around. And when he when she turns around, she scream- it's fantastic. I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's super well done. Uh, it's it's that ending is what did it for me. I because. My runner-up was The Evil Dead because I have such nostalgic attachment to it. Um, but at the end of the day, I, it's the ending for The Howling that won it for me. So, Fair I, enough. And, I mean, guys, listen to this lineup for 1981. American Werewolf in London, The Beyond, The Burning, Cannibal Ferox, The Evil Dead, Friday the 13th Part 2, Halloween 2, The Howling... My Bloody Valentine, Omen 3, John, uh, James Cameron's greatest movie ever, Piranha 2, and the, <laughs> and the Prowler, which to me, the Prowler, hands down, might have some of uh, 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 Savini's best work. I, I, my runner-up runner was between Evil Dead and Friday 2. Yeah, I mean, and also, Same. we did The Prowler. It was the first movie that we all three reviewed. On That's episode, shit, what was oh, that? Nostalgia. What was that? Episode four or five? It was episode four or five. I think it was episode like four. Um, we did uh, the Prowler and the Witch. Um, so yeah, it's so hard to pull. Like the Beyond is a classic by Fulci. Um, fuck, Friday Thirteenth Part Two is one of the best in the series. Uh. Piranha 2 is, is just one of the craziest ideas ever. I can't believe uh, James Cameron pulled that off and, and made such a, a 10 out of 10 movie. Uh, <laughs> it was so good that, that they didn't even want to like let James Cameron edit it. They were just like, you've done enough. Go home. And James Cameron said, no, fuck that. And he broke into the editing room and edited that shit himself anyway. Is that a real story? Yes. Read it, read it. James Cameron got banned. They they kicked him off and said, you can't edit this film. And he broke into the editing room and edited the shit anyway. Good for him. But yeah, I mean, holy shit. Like, I, 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 81 is, by, to me, 81 is the best year in horror in the entire decade of the 1980s. I think you're drunk, but that's fine. What do you think year had a better? You. What year had a better year in the eighties than eighty one? Eighty four. Eighty four had fucking uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four and Nightmare on Elm Street and Gremlins. Yep, three, okay. those are three of my favorite fucking. Movies. Okay, but three. Nineteen eighty one has an American Werewolf in London, The Beyond, Evil Dead. I've never seen it. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, Halloween Two, okay. The Howling. Yeah. Like, just right there, there's six movies that would be in people's top fucking fives. But they don't apply to me. I will apply this dick to you until oh, okay. until you learn that 1981 is the greatest year in the 1980s. I will learn you today, sir. <laughs> You're going to learn, son. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I went a little overboard. My bad. Okay. Let's close this out, guys. 1980. I'm I'm taking first run at this one, baby. In episode um, seven of Kill the Cast, 
We did Alligator, which is my favorite movie from 1980. It is directed by Louis Teague, who we talked about earlier from Cujo in Cat's Eye. And he did a few other really good movies. Um, Alligator is great. It, uh, uh, the character David M- Madison, uh, played by Robert Foster, is hilarious. He is one of my all-time favorite movie cops. Um, the shit between him and the, the reptile uh, chick, uh, Marisa Kendall, whatever the fuck her name was, uh, is great. They have great chemistry. It's hilarious. Special effects are really good. But the scene that makes this movie... It, I, I did a other greatest moments of horror history on this, and it is when the kids force another child at a birthday party to walk the plank at night. And as soon as they've got him at the end of the diving board, the mother opens the sliding glass door, turns on the light, and you see the fucking giant alligator in the pool raising its head up. And then they push the kid into the pool, and you see the fucking kid. Uh, go into the alligator's mouth and then blood fills the pool. It is fantastic. It is one of the greatest scenes ever made in the history of horror films. I <laughs> absolutely love this movie, Kenneth. You you did the you did that podcast with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it? Isn't that movie so good and underrated? Yeah, alligator's really underrated, but it's it it's probably one of the top creature films in my. Uh, in my list of creature features. Oh yeah, As I, and I'm a huge creature feature fan, and uh, yeah, it is in my top five creature feature films of all time. It probably actually takes the number two spot right behind Jaws. Yeah, and I mean, it's it also is one of those that uh, I watched a lot when I was a kid. Yep. All right, Jay, 1980. What do you have for us? Uh, Friday Thirteenth. Fair enough. That that I mean, that's a solid. That's a solid pick. It started a franchise. Um, it uh, it gave us Tom Savini. I mean, Tom Savini was already there. What am I talking about? I'll shut up. <laughs> Why do you pick Friday Thirteenth? Uh, it's just the first and the other great uh, horror series that I love. So I couldn't not pick it. Fair enough. All right. It's not. It's not even my favorite out of the. It's not even my favorite, but it is. Uh, but you, you know, have without such, it without it it wouldn't exist. Yeah, you have such attachment to it because it kickstarted one of the greatest horror franchises of all time. Right. All right, Kenneth, you're ending us with 1980. What is your favorite pick? Altered States. I've never seen this movie. I've never it even is, heard of it. It's amazing. It's about a guy who's a. Uh, he later on becomes a Harvard professor in the movie, but uh, it's about a guy, man, who who he's got this thing about altered states of consciousness, and so he like messes around with uh, uh, sensory deprivation and hallucinogens to try to get to different states of consciousness he also uh, he also has a big interest in like schizophrenia and things like that to a point to where he doesn't believe that schizophrenia is a mental disorder he believes that a schizophrenia is a person that has evolved to see different levels of of their own consciousness blended in with different levels of uh with uh different planes of existence holy like you're holy yeah shit. like yeah, it's awesome, and it's it, it's like you know, like when you when you hear people with schizophrenia talk about how they how they see things differently, 
it's and his belief is is that the w- the way they're seeing it is because they're seeing it from a more primordial look and take on things almost like they can see the 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 atoms and and the the molecules and how energy makes up everything that we live in but the whole the whole backstory of this is that he re- he get, he goes to Mexico and he gets this uh this drug that they've got in Mexico and it makes you know like it makes LSD look like you know ginger beer and uh you know he goes into a sensory deprivation tank and and because of what he's wanting to learn and everything he's he's basically wanting to get closer to god and so he regresses to the point of being the tiny amoeba in the in the start of life <laughs> holy it's shit a, dude it's insane it is such god a good movie damn. i got i gotta find this movie holy wow that you rent, is, it on, you, you rent it on voodoo that is intense i wonder if it's got a blu-ray release it does oh it's okay. on amazon all right yeah. then i might have to get it all right so 1980 was also another very very strong year um, you had Cannibal Holocaust, The Changeling. Uh, shout out to the first episode of Kill the Cast, City of the Living Dead by Lucio Fulci. Um, you had The Fog by John Carpenter. You had Hell of the Living Dead, another uh, exploitation Italian film by Bruno Mattai. You had Humanoids of the Deep, uh, produced by Roger Corman, directed by... Oh, I like that one. Yeah, directed by Barbara Peters. That's a fantastic movie. Um, you had uh, Maniac by William Lustig. That, the Maniac is fantastic and has one of the uh, probably like the second best known head explosion of all time. Um, you had Prom Night and uh, you had The Shining by Stanley Kubrick. And Terror Terrain and Motel Hell. Motel Hell, yep, yep, that was there too. I mean, you had this was a really, really, really strong year. Um, Kenneth, what was your runner up? It was a toss-up between Cannibal Holocaust and Motel Hell. Okay, mine was Cannibal Holocaust. That was that was straight up my second pick. Uh, and it was between that and Humanoids of the Deep, because Humanoids of the Deep is such a guilty pleasure for me. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man, it's, it's so fun. Funny story, Jay, if you don't know this, do you know how many of those actual uh, suits they had for the creature? Just because you're asking as a trivia question, I'm going to say one. Three. They only uh, had three. Um, okay, so Jay, what was your second pick? What was your runner-up? Humanoids. Humanoids, yes. yeah. That's my dude right there. Um, so that that's that is um, that one's fairly Lovecraftian. Yeah. Um, why do monsters always want to bang up the hot chicks though? Like, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know if I was a monster. Maybe I'd want monster pussy. I don't know that I'd want. No, dude. I don't because... really. I, in the long run, I really don't think it matters. You know what I'm saying? If you're an ugly monster or you're a hot fucking dude, you still want to nail the hot chick. Okay, fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Maybe I'm <laughs> like that bitch. Ain't even got gills. I ain't tapping that. No. Okay, fair enough. All right. So well, maybe uh, I don't know. All right. So that was the best of the '80s for us. Um, thank you for joining us. We hope you had a, a blast. We would love to know what uh, decade you want us to tackle next. Do you want us to do the 90s, the 2000s, the, the 70s? Yeah, the 90s or the 2000s, or the 90s, or the 2000s. Those are great decades. Yeah. I'm down for the 70s next. Uh, 
Maybe, it, well, maybe one day, Kenneth, what we should do is we need to make our list for the uh, older decades. So on the shows that uh, Jay can't make it, we can do those since Jay can't really. Jay, can you at least do the 70s or no? Oh, I could do the 70s. Okay. Yeah, I was just, yeah, just going to say because the 70s is right on the cusp of where he doesn't like shit. Okay. And no, it's not doesn't like it. It's just I've never had an attachment to it, so I've never seeked any of it out. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. To say, don't worry about coming up with excuses. We know you don't like anything before the eight. That's not true. <laughs> I could do the seventies, and I bet if I did enough research, I could do the sixties too. Either way, guys, let us know what you want us to tackle next: seventies, nineties, two thousands, and we'll we'll get on I that. Say we do the forties. Hell yeah. Um, I cool, also, I'm going to be sick that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had bad Chinese food. Uh, they put a little too much uh, meow meow in my bark bark. Um, okay, so uh, thank you for joining us. Please, by all means, let us know what your favorite is. In fact, if you send me a, a if you email us or you comment or you even message me, um, and give me a written list or even a, uh, a voice clip of your favorite movies from the 80s going year by year. We'll play it on a show or we'll read it on a show. Um, I don't know if it'll be the next show or the one after that, but we will we'll get we'll it. Do something. We'll do something with you sexually. Um, <laughs> so, sexually. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can find us in all the right places. Facebook.com slash KillTheCast. Facebook.com slash group slash kill the cast. Uh, you can find, you can buy our shirts. You can uh, sign up for horror packs. You can find our YouTube channel. All that great stuff is in the subscription. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're new because you're hearing us, uh, because we're on Horophilia, thank you for giving us a shot. We hope you enjoyed it and had a great time. Uh, we are going to, we're taking over Horophilia. As soon as uh, Skeleton Crew retires in October, their corpse is ours, and we're going to fucking wear it. Yeah. Woo! Like yeah. a three states. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, do you have any parting words? I don't. Okay, cool. Kenneth, do you have any parting words? No. No. We have no parting words for you at all. Uh, so, we, uh, we'll see you in another decade. Come on, Billy, be ahead of Bill. Come on, Bill. No problem, Gino. This guy blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill.